gentlemen, welcome back to College Football Weekly. Today is December 21st, 2020. Uh, I'm your host, Will Chambers. As always, with me is uh, Tyler Walgie. Hello, mate. And producer Smitty. Yo, 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 yo. And we are back. And is that a British yo? Were you... Ha- were you- I think, the, I think the last one was a British yo. I think it was a British yo. Yo, yo, yo. Oi. Hello, mate. How oi? Uh, Bloody likely. And... <laughs> <laughs> and uh, in 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 London, they play. Uh, they watch football, but we watch college yeah, football here. And with the playoff table is set, we had championship week. Woo! We've got the final playoff four. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna get into like our discussion over did they get it right, all that fun stuff. Um, but before that, I feel like we should just go over the championship weekend. By the way, get, we got a good show. We're doing the recap. We're doing a playoff discussion. We have. Another one of Tyler's outdated movie reviews coming up. Yep. Uh, if you're new to the show, this is a long-running segment. Tyler's going to give an outdated movie review for a movie he's never seen before uh, that we all, pretty much all of us have seen. I make Roger Ebert look like a bitch. Yes. Wait, is it Roger Ebert or is it Roger and Ebert? No, it's it's Roger Ebert. It was Ebert, it? it was uh, Ebert and Roper. So oh. yeah, it's Roger. Well, that's Ebert. going way back. One yeah. of them had like Bell's palsy or something and died. So I'm not sure. Christmas uh. Bell's palsy. It's and the most festive <laughs> of the diseases. Jolly Bell's <laughs> <Exactly>. palsy. <laughs> that's fun stuff. Yes. Uh, <laughs> then after that, we've got a segment of real or fake, and of course, best bets. Just a couple bets uh, for the beginning of bowl season. Is actually it actually already started. It started today. There was a couple smaller bowls today. I think Appalachian State played today. Uh, there was a couple other games. None of the notable ones start for about another week. Well, we're getting into Will's uh, territory here. This is where Will uh, thrives. Well, this I need to. This is where Will succeeds. I need to thrive because, Tyler, yes. you uh, you went up uh, by four games. Four-game lead, yeah. So two weeks in a row now, Tyler has – you're undefeated for, for four straight bet board games. Yeah. We, we were tied 6-6. I think I might have even been up 6-5. I think you were. And yeah. Tyler's on a hot streak – and not just that. I hope everyone out there that's been picking my games that I've given out the last <laughs> weeks has just been fading me. Because if you did, you'd be ten or zero. Oh my god! Because I am, I am, <laughs> I'm. I was zero and six I last realize. week. I was zero and four the week before that. Okay. And uh, yeah, it's not good. I'm now two games below five hundred, and uh, not good. So I hope you've been fading me the last two weeks. I was on a hot streak, and I announced it out loud. Yeah. And at that point, everyone should have gone. He's on a hot streak. It's time to fade him. So, uh, yeah, not good. But Tyler, you got the uh, you went two and zero on the bet board. You got Oklahoma, which yeah. covered by a half point. Yes, on a uh, field goal in the last drive of the game. Yeah, Oklahoma that's right. uh, up three. They were driving and uh, ended up uh, getting it in. So. Yeah, that's right. Okay, it was a field goal, and then uh, yeah, and then the other one was uh, well, well, Cincinnati field goal to end it. But yeah, and then well, yeah, Cincy and uh, uh, UCF Tulsa uh, Tulsa, Tulsa. Excuse me. Yes. And- they looked good, man. I mean, they ended up obviously getting the cover, but as we talked about last week, their game against UCF, both of these teams, games against UCF, kind of led me to the decision. But, Will, as as we know, two weeks ago, the spread of that game was 12 and a half, yeah. right? And then it changed to 14 points. So I was I was impressed with the Golden Hurricanes of Tulsa. They came out and looked pretty good. Yeah, they looked great. And uh, Cincinnati gets the win. Uh, it was a rainy game, uh, which uh, which was fun to watch, and it was... I'm not sure if that's like an AAC thing, but they played it at Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati. And so I don't know if that's their thing, if the, if the AAC always plays. It was plays. a cold game at Nippin Stadium. Nippet's Nippert Stadium, <laughs> Nippy. Uh, and uh, yeah, so Cincinnati, they're the American uh, 
American Athletic Conference champions. Yeah. Oklahoma, of course, takes care of business against uh, Iowa State. Yes. They're the Big 12 champions. Um, I can't believe the great Matt Campbell lost one of these games. The amazing Matt Campbell in Iowa State, which can never be defeated. Yeah, uh, I mean, he coached a good game. O- yeah. We can agree that Oklahoma's got more t- better talent <laughs> at basically every position, like just, right? But we always make excuses for Matt Campbell. It's like whenever he loses... No, then, that's not an excuse. He, I, I, uh, I'm just saying, for if you give Lincoln Riley Iowa State's roster and you give Matt Campbell Oklahoma's roster, I, don't know. I think, I think I don't that know. Matt Campbell wins that game. Well, I'll, I will say that I watched that game and it was... I tuned in and it was a blowout. And so I just went back to the other game that was being televised and then tuned back in and realized that you know it was it was getting close right and the final drive that iowa state had had me so frustrated because there was one the it was either a play or two before uh purdy threw that final interception to oklahoma the false starts so Oklahoma kept him in that game with those penalties, and Bryce Purdy had probably twenty-five Brock yards. Purdy, of o- yeah. Brock Purdy, I'm sorry, probably twenty-five yards of open field on the play again. Player two before he threw that interception, and he didn't. Where take he could have, he, he didn't. They, they would have been at the twenty. Oh no and, way! And he he passed it up, and I think he threw it out of bounds or something like that. And it was just it was just. I, th- I think the moment was just too big for Iowa State, and they, they just haven't been there before, and I, yeah. I, I think they just kind of shit the bed a little it, bit. It was a big moment, and there were two big false starts on that drive. Can you uh, – uh, ju- sorry, Smitty, can you just bring my headphones down just a smidge while I'm saying Turn this? Turn my headphones Just up. a little bit more down. Um, but my, I love that Chappelle skit. Yeah, Turn classic. Turn my headphones Turn up. Turn my headphones up, dog. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know, look, I think that I think that Iowa State came out, especially being uh, – it, Oklahoma won that game, especially in the first half, and then yeah. Iowa State came back and played a lot better in the second half. And you're right. I mean, I loved the moment where Matt Campbell goes fucking ballistic on the sidelines about the you know he wanted a uh, offsides call. I don't know if you saw this, but there was you know it was a fourth, it was like, like a fourth down late in the game. It might have been on that last drive or one of the one of the last drives. Um, maybe I'm wrong about when it was, but either way, it was a big fourth down, and it was near midfield, and they were. Uh, they were trying to draw o- Oklahoma's defensive line to jump off sides. And like twice with the hard count, they got no U lineman to like jump. But the problem is none of the Iowa State players like because uh, <laughs> all the Iowa State offensive linemen had to do was like right. do a false start, basically like jump. And it would have been it would have been a penalty on Oklahoma, but they didn't. And there was no contact. Matt Campbell goes fucking nuts on the rest. And like I can't believe he didn't get flagged. But he went, there was one ref like across the field, and he literally spent like like two and a half minutes just pointing, and he was going you you with like this angry face on pointing at this ref, and it was hilarious and incredible. But you know, it was I thought that was probably the most entertaining game of all the championship games. Oh, and, for sure. Uh, I, you know, it's a shame. I wish they would have gotten a shot to get closer. So maybe, like you said, if he had if he had taken that open field, you know, maybe they have a chance there to score a touchdown. And uh, but it, it was a great game. I loved that one. Um, Friday night, we had the Pac-12 championship game. We had Oregon versus USC. And Oregon was just, I think they were too physical for USC. People questioned if they wanted to be there because they, they technically didn't deserve it. Washington had to right, bow out. Right. But they showed up and they ran the ball down USC's throat. And <laughs> the Pac-12 is just so bad. I know. It was so bad. Yeah, and and yeah. I, I, the one thing I noticed, so the game is on Fox. 
But like, it, it goes to show what little respect the Pac-12 gets in the world of college football because the the crew, like the the media crew, the guys calling the game, were like Fox's like third or fourth best option. I, I don't even know who they were. I couldn't tell you now. Really? Like it wasn't even obviously it wasn't Gus, you know Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt. It wasn't the next up, which is like Tim Brando and and Spencer Tillman. It was some Love other Martin crew. Brando. And uh, <laughs> and so it was you know the game w- was good. One thing I noticed uh, during halftime, this was another you know just bummer of the COVID season. To me, this is kind of like the last straw. You know we've had games canceled, uh, shortened seasons. But the Dr. Pepper tuition challenge where they throw the footballs in the giant Dr. Pepper can mm-hmm. was ruined thanks to COVID. What so, do you mean? Well, so they couldn't, you know, normally they bring the students down on the field at halftime, right? And they all throw the is footballs. Is it students or is it like the most unathletic person who works at... No, they're, stu- they're, they're all students and they're fighting for college tuition oh, okay. money, right? And so they, they it's, it's always like to see... And they always do the push-pass stuff. None of them actually throw it like a football <laughs> because that's what that's what works best. It's like, uh, it's like, st- it's like advanced statistics for... Yes. Yeah. But it, it honestly works best. And so, but instead of doing that, like later on in the weekend, they had got, uh, actual students doing it, but it was like they had filmed it obviously like the week before. It wasn't live and it was just lame. It was in, inside like some like basketball arena or something. Oh. But what they did for the Pac-12, which was extra lame, was they had Matt Leinert go against uh, against Reggie Bush to represent <laughs> these two students. And it's like, well, who do you think's going to win? I'm sure Matt Leinert's just throwing darts. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he was literally just like dart, 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 all of them in, and Reggie Bush didn't hit like <laughs> any for the first like 10 seconds. Yeah, and, the, the, the one that I saw, I, th- I thought it was, Bra- didn't Brady Quinn throw throw for somebody? Yeah, he might have. Uh, I thought it was, uh, but, but the, but the th- maybe the, it was the, Brady th- Quinn instead of Matt Leinert. The thing that really bothered me about it was it turned into not even a competition because they both gave him the max amount of money. Yeah, they exactly. No, they, they didn't even, they gave him 50000 each. That is so 2020. Exactly. Like, a participation oh trophy. God. But then, and the other, at least the other ones that were pre-recorded on Saturday, like for the SEC and for the Big 12, the winner actually got the full check. It wasn't just like we gave them both 50000 I tell you, but back they, in they my day, it. back in my day where the Dr. Pepper challenge was a real thing with real money, I miss those days. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I, I feel like they should make it a rule that you have to throw it like a football because it would make it more entertaining because the winner would it's be so like funny. three to two. I can't believe sabermetrics have now made their way into the <laughs> Dr. Pepper challenge. No, I don't I don't even know if it was sabermetrics. I remember vividly the like the first year that one of these guys didn't throw it like a football and he just did like a basketball like like push pass. Yeah. And he just destroyed it. It was like 15 to three. You got, you're giving your man card And then up, all, yeah, but then everyone started copying that guy. It's copycat league. And, uh, and they just said, and, and now everyone does it that way. And if you throw it like a football, like a real football, you're a loser. Like you, there's no way you're going to win unless you're Matt Leinart or Brady Quinn. So uh, that's hysterical. a shame that COVID even ruined that. I wonder if it's the time, the wind up time. You know how they how they talk yes. about quarterbacks release time. Yes, it's got to have. Not something even to do with Pat it. Mahomes could win that one. I think. <laughs> um, but yeah, we had uh, we had the of course the SEC championship game, which was very entertaining. Look, Alabama just can't be stopped, and for once, Florida didn't have a good defense. But their offense was great, and it's really a shame that they they ruined uh, they they kind of blew it by losing to LSU the week before because I don't think anyone wants wants that to to face that Florida offense right now. Florida that Florida offense actually reminds me of like a diet version of LSU's team last year. You know, LSU had a better defense and they had way more talent at wide receiver, but at, for that Florida passing game, Kyle Trask is putting up Joe Burrow like numbers like last year. Uh, you know he's th- uh, they they have some talent wide receiver. I don't think it was quite as much as LSU. 
and they just didn't have the defense. And so Bama ended up scoring, I think, 52 points, and Florida made it close late, but it just it was too little too late. And uh, Alabama, you know, the one seed, and uh, I just don't know who's going to beat them. What happened to SEC football? Again, back in my day, man, I was saying <laughs> that again. Yeah. Remember when the SEC was a defensive conference? Yeah. Running yeah. games, defense. Now they're the Big 12. Is, that's the new norm. SEC championship, 52-46. And that's the way of the world, right? That's football yeah, these days. It's crazy. No- back in my day. Najee Harris for Alabama, five touchdowns, had yeah, a huge game. Yeah. I think that set the record for uh, most touchdowns in a, a, a conference championship game all time. Ooh. Um, another record, by the way, in uh, that was broken. So the, the Big Ten championship game, Ohio State versus Northwestern. Trey Sermon, who transferred from Oklahoma, this is his first year at Ohio State, he had, th- I think, 331 yards <laughs> yeah. on the ground. And what's crazy is that if you had said before that game, okay, Ohio State's going to have one player rush for like 330 uh, yards on the ground, how many points do you think they score? There's no way in the world you would have guessed less than 40. And Ohio State still only scored 22. It just That game didn't go at all like anyone expected to. I would have expected that Northwestern could contain the run and Justin Fields would be able to go off and throw all over the place, but it was the exact opposite. Justin Fields struggled. He didn't look good. They didn't have their top receiver, but even still... And then Trey Sermon, I mean, 300 yards, 330 yards, I think, on like 20, 20-something carries. Ridiculous. Yeah, 29 carries. Look, Ohio State, it's funny because we always talk about the top four teams in the nation. Ohio State belongs in that conversation. And really, I mean, this year it seems to me there's the top three and then everybody else. I agree. And that's if you want to put Notre Dame in that category. But, I mean, at this point, you know, we'll talk about it here in a minute. But Ohio State did what they needed to do to get the bid to the, to the final four. That's all they were looking for. They didn't need style points. They just had to go in and get the win. But I, th- I have serious reservations about betting on Ohio State from this point moving forward because I don't know how good they are. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I think Ohio State's very suspect. I, I, I've... Big sus. Big sus. I I think that they've they've been that way not only because of how many games they've played, but it almost seems like they tend to play down to competition, even when they played Indiana. Indiana's a very good football team, but they kept Indiana in that game for whatever reason. And you know what? I just I just don't believe in Ohio State. People coming out with the the playoff, uh, the college football playoff rankings with Notre Dame at four and being very upset about that. I'm kind of more upset about Ohio State being in it, to be honest with you. Yeah, you know, it's tricky because they did have, I think they had 24 players uh, out, including I think like five or six starters uh, because of COVID that couldn't play in that game. So you okay. do wonder what they're like at full strength. But guess what? That's the way it's been for like all the college football teams. So I wouldn't say it's an excuse and, you know, we're going to get into that playoff discussion, of course, and, and Ohio State's got a lot of flaws. A lot of these teams, basically everyone that's not Clemson or Alabama is full of, you know, holes to, to poke in their playoff resume. Yeah. And so that's kind of the way it goes. It's been a weird year. Um, but, but but maybe they're just going to turn it on. Maybe they play Alabama next. But that's that's the issue is right. I could see Ohio State competing with both Clemson and Notre Dame. Alabama, I'm not so sure about. I agree. You know, so we'll yeah. see. They're going to have their hands full. Well, they did win the Big Ten Championship game, and uh, the other big one we had, it was supposed to be big. Last week, I said the most anticipated game of the year, the rematch with Clemson and Notre Dame, and uh, mm. that shit was over fast. Um, my Here's my working theory on Notre Dame. They can't play on turf because their home field is grass, and they notoriously grow it really long. And it it gives them an advantage at home because teams come and they're they're not used to playing on that long grass. And then the second they get on turf against top uh, 
uh, tier talent, you know, in the playoffs or whatever, they always get exposed. And so I think they're just not a turf team. That's my that's my working theory. I, I have not looked anything up with this. That's an interesting theory. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> you know, again, I I'd need to look into this more. But right now, I don't see. I just have a hard time believing that you're so much better on long grass than short grass. Like you get, you get on turf and suddenly like, these guys can't play. Well, I think the reason why is because most teams have turf or short grass in Notre Dame. I mean, Notre Dame for years, it's been like this thing where like they grow the grass out really long for, for big home games because the other teams aren't used to it. It okay. gives them an advantage. And so I think Look, that, I mean, I'm not saying it's not true. I think that they're afraid I of the turf. Do, yeah. I need to do more research there. That's an interesting point you bring up for sure. But I uh, I hadn't heard of that one yet, so we'll see. I mean, do both of the playoff locations have turf? Yeah. Yep. Well, Notre Dame. At least there now they do because they moved the. Ro- it was one of them was going to be at the Rose Bowl, and they moved it from the yeah, Rose Bowl to Jerry World. Brian Kelly, Brian, threatening yeah. not to go. Which, by the way, whatever. Good for him. I agree that the the families should be able to go to the games. But let's be honest. There's no way that that Brian Kelly is going to say absolutely we're not. not playing this playoff game <laughs> bullshit dude it's a playoff game absolutely like you're going to play not. there's no way they missed the game yeah, and i get him sure. but he did what, what he he it worked exactly it yeah. worked he got them to change the location i don't yep. blame him at all now it's in jerry world in dallas so uh, i'm sure that jerry jones is pumped about that yeah right another win for jerry um and the last uh, big championship game that we talked about last week, the Sunbelt Championship game. Was, oh, big it, game. It was canceled. Never missed the Sunbelt Championship. No Coastal Carolina versus uh, they were going to play. Um, was, it, was it Troy? No. How? What's wrong Raging with me? Raging Cajuns, baby. Yes, thank you. Louisiana, uh, the Raging Cajuns. We, we missed that game. That's two canceled games in a row for Coastal. Uh, honestly, that was my biggest disappointment of this weekend that was the that was the game i was looking forward to most you wanted to see the cayenne pepper you wanted to see him no i want to see these chanticleers (laughs) eat some cayenne peppers oh (laughs) i like it you think they can handle that just fine oh yeah yeah they they take them down they take spice just fine (laughs) um that as far as the championship games go that's all we got a couple other pieces of news here i want to talk about before we do our playoff discussion is uh, you know they announced the bowl schedule, and we'll get into that a little bit later as well on some of the different bowl games that are announced. But the one that got left out is Army. Army got completely fucked over here. Army got nine wins. They finished nine and one or nine and two, I believe. They beat yeah, Air Force. And two, yeah, and and we're talking about a year where teams that are below five hundred because of COVID stuff are getting bowl, uh, you know, bowl bids. I mean, Michigan got a bowl bid. They're not playing. So in Army, it, of course. Army was just left out. Yeah, they're they're left alone searching for someone, and I I do hope, and I think eventually they'll find someone. But it's it's insane that you know the people that sit on these committees to to pick these these bowl games uh, are, are would just leave a team like Army out. Army has a, a good following; people like watching them. It's an option team. They're obviously a good a good football team. They got nine wins, and it's I I can't believe it. I honestly. It's such horseshit. If I'm uh, Jeff Monk, the the head coach, or Munkin, or however, whatever his name is, you know, he came out and and was very diplomatic and just said we're searching and these guys, you know, they're not going to give up. They haven't given up all year. If I'm him, I'm fucking pissed and I'm 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 giving a presser that just like is a, a complete steamer. Yeah, I hate that army American team. Yeah, everyone knows them. They're, Academy, they're on the option man. exactly. So I'm not. I don't like that at all. Yeah. So something that actually uh, we retweeted today: uh, Tennessee at three and six in a bowl. South Carolina at two and eight in a bowl. Yep. North Texas at four and five in a bowl. Houston at three and four in a bowl. 
Western Kentucky at five and six in a bowl, Army at nine and two, and they get nothing. Have, uh, Ridiculous. That's crazy. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's complete bullshit. And I get that the committees, you know, a lot of these bowls. They pick from certain conferences, you know, historically. The Rose Bowl always would love to pick from Pac-12 and uh, and uh, uh, Big Ten teams. And so, you know, I'm sure that has something to do with it. But especially right. with teams are dropping out of – well, you know, Tennessee just dropped out, said they're not going to participate well, in the bowl maybe thing. Well, maybe Army can take their spot. Yeah, they were supposed to play West Virginia. West Virginia versus Army would be great. Two and great defenses. Yeah, that would be good. I, um, they're going to find somewhere to play. They yeah, better, man. Nebraska opted out as well. Yep. One of the biggest proponents to uh, – Playing move, the season, move, move the Big Ten along. Says, "Oh no, we're we're, we're good." That's what a yeah. couple no, big losses will do to your self esteem, right <laughs> for there. For sure, for My sure. God. And then uh, Indiana, you know, Indiana, they did get a bowl game, but they kind of got shafted because for a team of their caliber, you probably would have expected them to get a New Year's Six bowl against a good opponent, and they didn't. Uh, they, you know, I mean, some of the teams that got the New Year's Six bowls, um, you know, Auburn six and four. What is Auburn doing? I know they have the, the I mean, I know why. It's because they have the, the name, the name recognition. They bring the viewers. But the idea that Auburn gets to play Northwestern, you know, I know they don't want a Big Ten matchup, but just some of those uh, those late bowl games, Indiana gets matched up against a four and five Ole Miss team. It just doesn't make any sense at all. And, you know, it, Indiana's ex athletic director came out and, you know, basically talked a lot of shit. And I get why. I mean, it's. It, about Indiana or the bowl game? About Indiana not being, you know, not getting, not getting a good bowl game, not getting a bad. I mean, they got the Outback Bowl, and uh, hey, 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 you watch yourself. I love me a good blooming onion. Oh, uh, you know what? I I do like Outback Steakhouse. Yes. You're right. We're not here to slander Outback Steakhouse. No, hell no. But it's more that like Ole Miss, you know, at four and five shouldn't be playing a, a six and one team that was a touchdown away from from beating a playoff uh, this is, team. You know what I mean? This is the thing with college football. It's so transparent. They don't give yeah. a fuck. Yes. It, it's just about money, and, and they're laughing in everyone's face because they can put a, a, a team below 500 against a 6-1 and one team or a team with one loss, and it's yep. just like, who cares? What are, What's everyone really going to do as long as we make our sweet, sweet money? For sure. Fuck everybody else. It's and like they are laughing at us. Yeah. I can't wait till the sport changes. And we all have to expect it by now. Like we, None of us should be surprised that they're making these decisions based off of you know dollar signs. But it does suck if you. I mean, if you're Indiana, if you're, um, if you're t- uh, Tom Allen, you know you're pissed off for sure. They had a great, the best year they've ever had at Indiana, and they get rewarded with a bowl that you know that frankly should have gone to someone like Iowa State, right. who had uh, two more losses than them. Well, I mean, you know what I think about Matt Campbell in the great program <laughs> of Iowa State. I knew you'd bring that the, up. That that. Talk about a, a traditional powerhouse in college football. First thing I think is the Cyclones. Okay, but still, well. having said that, <laughs> I think they do deserve to be in a better bowl. And, uh, you know, all I'm going to say is your argument of saying <laughs> Iowa State is a, is shitty historically only makes Matt Campbell look better because they're good now. So thank you uh, for saying that. You get that. in there, you win a couple he games. Everyone games wants to make you the next coach a place where it's hard to win. Oh, let's put him in the NFL. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to work on a drop for uh, Walgie's Matt Campbell smear campaign. <laughs> yeah. I just, Jesus. I try and keep it real on here everyone's sucking this guy's dick it's like okay can we take a step back he wins eight games in the big 12 and everyone wants to anoint him the the next coach of the jets or something like that the alabama crimson Tigers. he'd probably do a better job can of the jets if we're, if we're being honest he's mad the great mad campbell yeah 
Uh, well, we do we do get some good bowl game matchups. Just to you know, we're not going to hit all of them, but some of these some of these big marquee ones. Yes, Oklahoma State versus Miami, the Cheez It Bowl, the Colorado Buffs versus Texas, a bit a Big Twelve historical matchup <laughs> in the Alamo Bowl. Alamo Bowl, San Antonio, Texas. Love that one. Well, we we breezed right through the Cheez It Bowl. Can I give a, a a bit of a hot take? Yeah, sure. The best kinds of Cheez Its are the fat free kind. Oh, and a lot of people are going to say the worst that's, hot take I've ever heard. No, and, and that's the thing is I trust me, oh I don't blame God. you for hating that take, but you guys have to all go out and try. It's it's the taste, it's the crunch, it's the texture. They they certainly don't lack <sighs> the salt. And when you eat regular cheese, it you got all the shit on your hands, it's really greasy. No. I'm telling you, fat-free cheese its are the best kind of cheese its And you have to go try them out. It's not I I don't blame anyone listening for going Tyler's full of shit, but you have to I've try tried it. You've got to go give it a try. Fat-free Cheez-Its are the best kind out there. Fat-free anything tastes bad no, compared it, to the stuff that has the fat in I it. I totally agree. Normally, that's the case. And I love my Cheez-Its. I'm, I'm a fan of the, the the spicy. I like the big Cheez-Its. I like the normal Cheez-Its. You've got the uh, the cheddar, the white cheddar. Yeah, all very all good. All those, dude. But I'm telling you, you have to try fat-free. It's it's, uh, it's a delight. I'm just here to say fuck a Cheez-It, man. What? Give oh. me goldfish all day. Okay, Gold, well, goldfish are good. I was uh, I was this close. I, I was I really thought you were about to say cheese nips, and at that point, I would have just had <laughs> oh, to have no, killed no, you. No, 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 no. Cheese nips, che- 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 cheese nips. You just burn when you yeah. you know. It's like the Russians when yeah. they're going through their their, their money shortage. Like just, just burn them. <laughs> yeah, they're heat, worth burn. more for fire than for food. They taste like plastic. They only give them away on on shitty airplanes. You guys I'm have sure. to give it a try. Try fat free. I've Jesus. tried them and I'm not down. Okay. Oh, you have not you tried them. To each no his one own. has tried. Yes, them. I have. I've tried. I've tried fat that. free. Right. They have the green thing on the front. I've seen mm-hmm. it. I've tried it. Uh-huh. Okay. Now look to each his own. You. But you're objectively wrong. Um, <laughs> so we got Texas versus Colorado. Uh, we got the okay Florida versus Oklahoma. I love this one. Absolutely love this. This is the Cotton Bowl Classic. One of the uh, what's called the New Year's Six. I believe it's being played on December thirtieth anyway. But the Cotton Bowl was always one of the big uh, New Year's Six bowls. And uh, those are two teams that have great offenses. And Oklahoma's defense has improved. And I I can't wait to see Kyle Trask and that that explosive Florida offense against Oklahoma's defense. It's gonna be great. I was checking to see if I have an all-cotton shirt. I think this is 100% cotton. Okay, the Cotton Bowl. Exactly. I've been there. I it's went great there. Fabric. I went there last year for the Red River Shootout. Yeah, you did. And uh, I got to say, uh, probably was a great stadium in 1985, but nowadays, mm. uh, you know, like I get it has the historical cachet, but if you've been to games at like new awesome stadiums, then you go to the Cotton Bowl, you're going to be like, "What? This is this is kind of well, lame." Plus, it's, not great. It, it's I mean, in terms of just a fabric, it's getting outdated. You know, I think you're they right. should just look at maybe the polyester bowl mm, or uh, the linen bowl, the Gore the Gore-Tex bowl, Ooh, Gore-Tex. The linen. I like that one. Yeah, maybe a lycra bowl. You know, spandex. <laughs> um, <laughs> like a spandex. <laughs> another good matchup. We've got Georgia versus Cincinnati in the Peach Bowl. That one's got that one's going to be great undefeated Cincinnati you know I, every year we get one of those undefeated group of five teams matched up against an SEC, yes, SEC team that. and I think that's awesome also uh, peaches are maybe the most underrated fruit oh interesting. Yes, I well, love they're good seasonal peach. though unfortunately no exactly I mean, you can't have peaches in December but there's nothing like biting into a peach that is at, at its prime optimal ripeness. All right, George Costanza. Let's just t- or no, it's Kramer. <laughs> That's mango. It's, uh, oh right, well, mango. Well, George George did, takes the mango to help him with uh, with his erections. Yes. But then Kramer is the one who loves the Mackinac peaches. The Mackinac the, peaches, Jerry. <laughs> the Mackinac peaches. I do like peaches though. Peaches oh, yeah. are good. Yeah. Uh, Auburn versus Northwestern, the Citrus Bowl, and then of course 
the playoff matchup, which will lead into our our discussion here. The the playoff is set. We got Alabama number one. No no surprise there. Clemson jumps up to number two after beating Notre Dame. Ohio State at three and Notre Dame at four. All I got to say to this is that brands matter. This is all about big brands. It's not about resumes. It's not about conference titles. It's they they want the big brands in there. They're going to get the the views. They're going to get uh, all the people watching. And you know that's why Ohio State's in. I get that A and M is mad and Jimbo Fisher's pissed off. If you're Cincinnati, you're mad. If you're Coastal Carolina, you're mad. Whatever. No one really uh, ever thought those teams had a real shot. If you're A&M, you're pissed, and you can make the argument their resume is better than Ohio State. Uh, but Ohio State gets in because of the brand name and because of their history in the playoff. But hold on. I'm going to pull Lee Corso here. Not so fast. I understand, my friend. My friend. <laughs> I understand the top four teams are the biggest brands, but they're also the most successful this season. Like Ohio State... If they won, they were going to get in. didn't matter, obviously, if they play six games or 12 games. Ohio State's season was set up to where as long as they don't beat themselves and they don't lose a game, I don't know anyone who's been watching college football for the last few years who would really have a problem. Of course, bipartisan, right? Ohio State fans, Texas A&M fans, I understand if you're upset. But every fan out there who's a bipartisan general college football fan can't be upset with this. Yes, Ohio State struggled for a few weeks. Yes, they maybe not have looked as dominant as we would have thought, but they're undefeated. They're still Ohio State. And you know what, guys? To me, it comes down to recruiting. Go back, look the last 20, 25 championships or, or college football champions. Rarely, if ever, do you get a team who wins the championship who wasn't a top 25 recruiting team. Recruiting well, top is... Top five, even. Exactly, yeah. Will. Recruiting is everything in college football. And I don't care how bad Ohio State's looked these last couple weeks. Go look at the recruiting. Go look at all the NFL talent they have. I am more than okay with this top four. I don't think they made any mistakes. And look, maybe Texas A&M can make a case. I understand one loss to the number one team early in the season... Yeah, they've got to win over Florida. Exactly, fine. But Coastal Carolina, Cincinnati, while yeah, yeah. I want to champion those teams, that really, when it comes down to it, it's a fucking joke. Yeah, Any, I agree. Oh, whether it's Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, or Ohio State. Let's throw Ohio State in there. A, a spread, if you look at the, 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 the line, what this game would be, everyone in the Final Four would be a two-touchdown favorite at least against Coastal Carolina. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm not saying they, they should be mad. Look, they're undefeated. And they can, if they win their bowl games, they can claim an after championship. So good for them. But uh, they don't deserve the playoff. That's not what I'm saying. It's just that, like, it's it's not about the resume. Because if we were going strictly off resumes, Ohio State's not getting in. If if Cincinnati had Ohio State's resume, they're not getting in, right? And so you are going off of what you've seen in the past. You're always going off of well, like we trust Ohio State, and for good reason. Look, they've they've been they've won an national champ. They won the first playoff ever as a four seed. Um, we've seen how good they are, the talent they have, the coaching, all of that. And so that's why they get in. And unfortunately, Texas A and M the last few years hasn't been as good. And I really think, look, the 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 advantage the committee has here is that they can put it however they want, and they'll always have a way to explain it. They could have numbered these completely different outside of Alabama being number one and said, here, we're doing Clemson at three and Ohio State at two. And they would have had some argument to explain it, right? And so the reason why I think they put Ohio State uh, or Notre Dame at four uh, is over Texas A&M is because we all saw what ha- happened when A&M played Alabama earlier this year, and they just don't want – they were hoping to avoid a matchup. This kind of went perfectly for them because if – let's say that um, Ohio State uh, Ohio State struggles or they lose to Northwestern, then you might have to have 
Notre Dame in like the third spot. Right, and then right. you get another, a third Notre Dame Clemson game. Nobody wants that. And and so what, at that point, do they move Texas A&M, Texas A&M excuse me, up to three? Which actually, I would like the Texas A&M Clemson matchup. Yeah, match but you're up. right. They were going to do Clemson to Alabama one the Yeah, there's, there's no way they, they were not going to allow a, a third Clemson versus Notre Dame matchup. Right. And I like, you can be pissed about Ohio State. There's a good argument that Notre Dame doesn't really deserve to get in. They, their, their biggest win was against a Clemson team that didn't have the best player in college football in Trevor Lawrence. It took them two overtimes to do it. And, you know, uh, Clemson also had three defensive starters out that game. Clemson and A&M And we just right saw now. what happens when they play, you know? Clemson plays A&M. What would you make the line? Clemson minus 10.5. Wow. Yeah. I mean, they were just 10.5-point favorites against Notre Dame, right? But A&M versus Notre Dame, I might make that A&M minus 2.5. Well, hold on. Because if it's 10.5, right, that would imply that Notre Dame and... Uh, is the, Notre Dame's the same as uh, A&M. Because no, if A&M was 10.5 point underdogs against uh, uh, Notre Dame, or who, who Notre Dame played last week? Clemson. If Notre Dame's 10.5 point dogs against Clemson, and you said that... Uh, uh, no, but see, Texas they A&M should also you, be 10 You asked me what I'd make the line. I'm, I'm oh, not sure. I yeah, got you, I got so you. So you're right, but I, I, right now I think probably A&M is better than Notre Dame. Wow. But they just, you know, look, that loss to... Uh, that lost Alabama sucks only because Alabama is the one seed. If Alabama is the two seed, they might put A&M in right, because right. they just don't want that rematch. They're trying to avoid that. And just to be clear, we don't have to go too in-depth here, but just to be clear for everyone, what I was just talking about is a good way to see where the market or where Las Vegas or any sports book has these teams ranked is just to compare it to a, a recent line. Right. You know, if, uh, again, to use that example, last week, if Notre Dame is 10.5 point underdogs to Clemson, and then at, let's say A&M played Notre Dame or played uh, Clemson this week. And yeah. They're also ten and a half point underdogs. We can assume the market has A and M and uh, Notre Dame ranked right in the, in the same ballpark. Right. So that's how you can see where the market has teams ranked. Simply go back and, and, and compare some of these spreads. But that's good stuff. I mean, I agree with you there. It's A and M right now may be playing better football, and that's what's tough. But this committee has so much power. What they say goes. Yeah, they get to do whatever they want. Who do you think has more power as a governing uh, body? Kim Jong-un over North Korea or the college football playoff committee over college football? Who has more of a, a stranglehold right now? Mm, I would say, oh, I would only say Kim Jong-un. Or is it Kim, yeah, it's Kim Jong-un. Yes. Only because he doesn't even have to explain. When he says that the people are so scared, they go, oh, they would all go, that's the best playoff ranking ever. No one would be able to be like Texas a <laughs> You know, Jimbo Fisher would have to be like, yes, please, this is great. We're the fifth best team. He blew up his uncle with an anti-aircraft Thank missile. You. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. Oof, that guy means business. Yeah. yeah. There's nothing left after that. You don't want to get buddy. into a debate with him at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Yeah. yeah that's why it's say. not a debate in North <laughs> Korea. Korea. There's going to be some people at Christmas that want to blow up their uncle with so, so, their aircraft so, carrier. <laughs> so I just want to get into so something. So I just want to ask you guys, what 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 do you think makes the NFL the most popular sport in America, uh, I would say um, a parody. The fact that your team exactly. has a chance every For two, sure. three, four years. So, if and this is just off the top of my head, um, since the college football playoff started, I think we've only seen consistently Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State. I think Oregon was in there one year. Georgia's been in once or twice. Georgia, as well. maybe. 
Georgia went but to a pretty much those so three with a fourth edition, right? The as, occasional fourth. As, as yeah. a consumer of college football, that is so fucking boring to yeah, me. Yeah, it sucks. I, I'm tired of it. Right, like, but is that the committee's problem? Because like those are just the best teams. You know no, what I mean? Well, what, what I'm getting at is why does it need to only be four? Yes. These 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 these, these, these other freaking stu- the cheese it bowl the the co. Yeah, the Weed Whacker Bowl, whatever. The, weed wha- the, yeah. the Commander in- Independence Bowl. Credit Union. Trojan Condoms Bowl. I mean, the, the you tro- could, yeah, anything. The the Magnum usually shows up big time, but you know, it, it's <laughs> you, you know, it's it's just it's so stupid that it's only four. Get rid of these small bowls, yes. expand the playoffs, and 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 let these teams that go undefeated like a Coastal Carolina, like a Cincinnati that have their league championship give, give them, them a, a shot we've yeah. got to be a couple years away from that yeah we're close if, if and if, i'm glad yeah. you brought that up because i was just gonna say do we expand to six teams eight teams like look here's the only problem with the i playoff. want 16 yeah, okay see that's what i that's another thing i was gonna bring up because the one thing you can't point to about the playoff besides the fact of the parody is that it has absolutely diminished bowl season I mean, how many guy? How many times have we seen guys opt out that are in the Rose Bowl but aren't in the playoffs now? Whereas before, yeah. before the playoff, you know, getting to a New Year Six, uh, New Year Six Bowl was a big deal. Bowl games had real value, and that sucks that they're diminished. Look, I don't want to go back to the BCS. I'm, I'd rather have a fourteen playoff than a computer deciding one versus two. But uh, you know, I look. I think you should either go to six and have the one and two get a buy. Or you should go to eight or sixteen, something like that, because the 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 beauty of that is then you say all conference winners, you know, uh, in the Power Five get an automatic bid. Uh, at that point, you can open it up to Group of Five, Cincinnati's in, maybe Coastal Carolina gets in, and then you can have at large stuff, right? Then Florida still has a chance, even though they lost the SEC championship game. Notre Dame obviously has a chance, and that would be fun. Northwestern could get in there, maybe. Who knows? And then maybe then I th- I think if you expand sixteen is better because then that kind of swallows up all the big bowl games and then you know the smaller bowl games no one really no one gives a shit sorry about the Meineke Car Care Bowl anyway and so if you have eight or sixteen teams that takes up all the and you can still keep them name that like they do now the Peach Bowl or whatever is now the eight versus one or you know something like that that i think that would be the method i would want the, the most yeah top eight seems to make sense to me you get your at large every everyone in the group of fives represented eight makes sense i'd love 16 but you got to make it at least eight yep and sorry well, go ahead. well yeah and all i was saying is if you do 16 as well usually you got the super bowl around february 5th it usually slowly goes uh, farther and farther back right. into February. You do 16 teams, that's only four weeks of football from January 1st. For sure. Now now you go right from exciting college action right into what, so you get Saturdays, yep. Fridays, Thursdays of exciting college action. I love it. In, into Sundays of playoff football. Yep. Then you get the Super Bowl. Like I, I, I think that would be great. I think if you expand, you do have to give an option for buys for the top two seeds, though. Like, 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 just like in the NFL, give a real advantage for the two best teams. Alabama and Clemson would get a buy, and the other ones duke it out. But I agree. I mean, this is what people want, and it's it's kind of stupid that the that culture ball you know the powers of b don't do that because it's only going to make them more money i mean we know that they're driven by money there's no way that adding more playoff games wouldn't make them more money am i right yeah no absolutely it would uh i think we're just about a year or two away from from doing that and they need it it's it's a big change is coming for college football and big changes are needed for sure and my one last note i had on this playoff so 
No one's talking about this team. And even though I don't think they are deserving of it, the team that I honestly want to see in the four seed the most, the team that I think is better than Notre Dame, better than Texas A&M, better than Cincinnati, is Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, you know, those two early losses kill them. But if you look at how they're playing now, especially on defense compared to early in the year, I mean, I think they might have a legit shot at you know making you know I don't think they they beat Alabama making it a game. Yeah, but that that's the difference, and that's where Ohio State's brand combined with the six no record comes in. I mean, well, no, but Notre Dame's Oklahoma, playing playing. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, but my point is that if Oklahoma would have gone undefeated, right, then they'd pretty much be in too. So oh, they only sure. have themselves to blame. Those two early losses yes. killed them. But in this kind of a year, you understand it. Yeah, you know, they're I agree. good, but I get it. All right, that's enough for the playoff discussion. You guys, I'm sure, have heard that. Yeah, I know. All week long. Like we're You'll hear playoffs. more of it. <laughs> um, we are going to move on to Tyler's outdated movie review. Yes. If you listened last week, the movie we selected was The Sandlot, a classic, an American classic for a lot of people in our generation, especially. But I kind of feel like it. You know, it, it applies to everybody. So I'm excited to hear what Tyler's got here. Tyler, take it away. My movie review for The Sandlot. Uh, okay, so. I thought it was a good movie. It was fun. It was... It's just like your classic movie, right? The classic story arc. It brings you in. I love all the different characters the kids are. You know, the whole movie, it's the beast, right? The dog who takes the the baseballs. And of course, it's like from the point of view from the kids. So they think he's like this like monster, this like dinosaur of a dog. But it was fun. It's a cute movie. I love baseball. Obviously, it's so it's all driven by the great Bambino. You know, it's it's fun. Obviously, I get how everyone watched this back in the day as kids and you love it now. It's nostalgic. I get all that. Um, I really I, look. I thought overall, I don't have too many complaints. Obviously, it had a, its corny moments here or there, but that's to be expected. Um, you know, I, I actually think my, one of my takeaways was the kids do such a good job acting. You know, yeah. Like it's like the whole movie's kind of driven by those those kids. It's like, wow, they kind of killed it. Yeah, they did a good job. They did a lot better than I'd ever do on a movie set. I would be such. I would be so distracted. I would just be making jokes the whole time. I would never get anything done. On movie set. So you yeah. got to go out to those kids. But yeah, it, it was good. I love the baseball part of it. Uh, it was just a good story. So overall, um, oh, and then didn't James Earl Jones make an appearance there at the end? Yeah, he was the the guy yeah, who yes, had the dog. Yes, I love that. He was the blind guy, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a good lesson out there for everyone. You know, don't uh, don't let the... Don't judge a book by its cover. Yes. You know, go say hi to people. Be be nice to your neighbors. You and never the dog know. was friendly too. Exactly. The, the dog's all friendly. It's just a, it's just a squints. You know, making up, making up all those stories, but <laughs> uh, I will give it uh, out of uh, ten stars. No, we'll go a hundred stars. Be a little more nuanced here. I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it eighty-seven and a half stars. Nice, all that's right. good. Yeah, right. that's very yeah. good. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. That's better. Okay, so I've I, seen it. Now you guys can stop giving me shit. I've yes, seen the Sandlot. I enjoyed the Sandlot. I just have one question. Yes. How about Wendy Pfeffercorn? Wendy Pfeffercorn. 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 Yes. Pfeffercorn. My I, first crush. I would I have. Uh, I would have pulled that move as a kid. Where you fake the drowning and she's oh, getting he'd him be out. canceled for doing that now. But uh, <laughs> right. but Wendy Pfeffercorn, man. Whew. But I do have for those who uh, who haven't heard Will do his reviews before. Will's extremely <laughs> critical. Will is tough to please, and I have tough critic. R- yeah, he is. And right now, I have my impression of Will if he would have watched the show or this movie and then done a review for it. So I'll try and make this quick. <laughs> but what Will would have said if he just watched The Sandlot was, um, you, you remember the part where uh, he, the, oh, what's his name, Rodriguez? Benny is, the Jet. Is talking to, well, no, not Benny, but I'll get there. But when Rodriguez is talking to uh, Smalls and it's his first time out there and he goes, look, dude, just put your glove up. 
and I'll do the rest. If I were Will, I'd be like, okay, first of all, just stick your glove in the air and I'll do the rest. That's impossible. No one has ever done that. No one would be able to do that. That's just ridiculous that some adolescent kid would be able to stick your glove in the air and he just hits it in there. So absolutely unrealistic. That that's my impression of Will. <laughs> um, the roller coaster where they did the took the chewing tobacco, yeah. right? And they go roll the roller coaster. Will would say that's just so dumb. No one would ever ride a roller coaster after taking <laughs> dip and going in uh, and taking some chew. And then uh, uh, the last thing Will would have said was, "Okay, so." Obviously, the dog's meant to seem bigger through the kid's eyes, but he can't actually bend a stop sign. <laughs> the end of the stop sign's all mangled up and bent. That would never happen from a dog. That is so unrealistic. And then, yeah, last, uh, at the end of the movie, the jet stole home. The jet stole home. And he's, like, calling it out. It's just like... Give me a fucking break, dude. This guy makes the <laughs> the major leagues, and then, of course, it's Smalls calling the game. Yeah. Oh, the perfect Hollywood ending. Give me a fucking break. So <laughs> that, that's my impression of Will. You know uh, what? That, that's pretty fair. Movie. Yeah. The only difference, I will say, well, if I, I have to be able to defend myself here. Of course. Is that I don't know that you... I wouldn't have graded a movie like The Sandlot that is inherently cheesy the same as, you know, Minority Report, <laughs> which is the one that I tore apart. I don't think they, they had the same goal when they set out. But you know what? Still a still, fair assessment of yes, my reviews. Yes. Well, there you go, Will. I like The Sandlot. It was a good movie. And uh, yeah. There you go. It's classic. 87 and a half stars out of 100. All right. Before we do a couple best bets, we're going to do real or fake. Mm -hmm. It's the bowl game edition. Tyler, what's going to happen here? He's going to give us some uh, bowl games. Some of them will be real bowls that have happened. You know, it's funny sponsorship names, funny names for bowl games. Some of them will be fake. And Smitty and I are going to have to guess to see uh, if they're real or fake. Yeah. So these are uh, historical bowls. Some exist now. Some were old bowls. Yeah. so keep in mind, it's not just, you know, current. Some of these go back a couple of decades. And I don't really have many of the um, sponsors. These are just the bowl names. Okay. So we'll start off with the Cheez-It Bowl. And even though Cheez-It's a sponsor, it's not like the Cheez-It Independence Bowl, right? It's just a Cheez-It Bowl. So uh, the Cheez-It Bowl, is that real or not? Oh, this is a curveball because we were just <laughs> talking about that. It has to be real. Otherwise, I don't know that you would bring it up as a fake uh, in this scenario. Ryan? Yeah, it's got to be real. That is indeed real. Congratulations. It was, just, was it at, in a giant dipping bowl or something? Where'd they play it? The Cheez-It Bowl. I don't know where it's played. It's, I'll, it's I'll, being I'll played it. this Apparently, year. Apparently, they played it on a giant greasy square. <laughs> no, it's Oklahoma State, Miami this year. It's played... Uh, I'm not sure where it's being played. But yeah. Okay. It's fair enough. Bowl. I just want to start things off a little easy. Right? And we'll, we'll get it going hard. Uh, the Kraft Mac and Cheese Bowl. Real. Real. That is not real. What? Damn. That is a fake bowl. The Kraft Mac and Cheese Bowl it is a fake It sounds so real. Doesn't it sound real? Yeah. Uh, the Fat Bowl, presented by Snoop Dogg. Oh, boy. <laughs> if this is real, I'm going to be so disappointed. I got to go fake. <laughs> I'm going to go real because it's Snoop Dogg's bowl for his Little League teams. Uh, that is fake. Damn it. The Fat Bowl, presented by Snoop Dogg, is indeed fake. PH fat, I'm guessing. Uh, PH, of course. <laughs> uh, next, the Mayo Bowl. <laughs> is this like Mayo Clinic or Mayonnaise? Mayonnaise. It's the real. Mayo. That's bowl. a real bowl. That's fake. That is a real bowl. God damn. I believe played this Wisconsin year. is playing yeah, it. Right? They are. Wake Forest, Wisconsin. <laughs> playing. I, I killed December. it last week. And I am just <laughs> shit in the bed right now. All right, next, the Bacardi Bowl. Uh, I'm going to go fake because you can't have alcohol sponsoring collegiate athletes. That's Ryan, my opinion. 
Yeah, fake. That is a real bowl. Wow. The Bacardi Bowl is a real... It is discontinued. Doesn't Not play it anymore, but the Bacardi Bowl is a real bowl. But yeah, I got to keep in mind this, is, this isn't just this year. Exactly. Right, Moving on. The Christmas Festival Bowl. The Christmas Festival Bowl. Real or fake? Mm. Real. Fake. It is real. It Damn was played it. once in 1924. Oh, Jesus Christ, Walt. Next, the Raisin Bowl. There was no bowl. war on Christmas then. The Raisin Bowl. <laughs> the Raisin Bowl. I'm going to go real. Ryan? Real and the California Raisins perform at halftime. It was real. I don't know about the halftime show, Damn. but I uh, can't confirm that. Let's go that ruin real some cinnamon rolls. It was played back in the uh, <laughs> mid-1940s in San Francisco. Uh, next, the Metropolitan Bowl. Ah, oh, this sounds so real. You guys it sounds are looking like, at me trying to read my poker yeah, face. Yeah, it sounds like uh, it sounds like one that's happened recently. So I'm gonna go real. Yeah, vague enough to be real. Fake. Ah. The Metropolitan Bowl is a fake bowl. Uh, the Evergreen Bowl. Hmm. Real. Real. <laughs> it's fake. <laughs> Damn it! I'm so good at coming up with these. You're better than you usually are. I gotta the, say. The Oyster Bowl. Ah, oh, fake. That, that one's going to be real. That now. is real. Yeah, that is it. a real bowl. <laughs> uh, the Actors Guild Bowl. Oh, fake. The SAG fake Bowl. No sure. way. That is fake. Yes. <laughs> the SAG the, <laughs> the Tobacco Bowl. Ooh, it was probably real in North Carolina in like the 30s before we knew yeah, it caused I'm cancer. Say real. That is a real bowl. <laughs> and last year, the North South Christmas Classic. What the? F- <laughs> the North South? Um. It was during the Civil War, and I'm going to say it was real. <laughs> Who won, the North or the South? <laughs> I would say real. It is fake. Ah. The real bowl is the East-West Christmas Classic. Ah. Switch it up a little bit there. And uh, that was played in the 1920s. So overall, you guys really did pretty shitty for that, yeah. for that game. Yeah, that was, that that was, was pretty, pretty bad. bad. Yeah. Good job on those names. Well, yeah, you, you made you up should, some uh, good fake ones. I know. We need to get you going for the next uh, host of Jeopardy. I right? Think <laughs> I think you'd be a good How fit. How dare you? I do a good job. You know that's up, my uh, dream. How dare you? <laughs> I would sabotage the show if Will ever played. Yeah. I would rig it against that's you. That's very true. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's do some best bets. Uh, let's do it. We've only got three games. So the reason why, obviously, it's bowl season. The bigger bowls are going to pick up uh after next week's show so that's you know some of the bigger bowls that we're gonna be breaking down will be on next week's show for today we just have three we've got the boca raton bowl obviously being played in florida in yes. boca raton del boca vista del boca vista phase two um <laughs> we've got ucf the central florida knights going against byu a really mm. fun matchup here uh right now byu a five and a half point favorite look whenever you when you talk about bowl games in my opinion, the biggest factor outside of like the playoff games is motivation. A lot of times you have teams that don't want to be there, teams that are excited to play up you know, to someone above their or perceived above their competition. And this one's interesting because it's been kind of a disappointing year for both these teams, but in different ways. UCF, you know, they're a team that's used to winning a lot of games and being the dark horse team in the group of five to try to make the playoff. You know, their, their year, they, I think they're six and three. Um, you know, but you look at their their three losses: Cincinnati, Tulsa, and Memphis by a total of just twelve points. They're a really tough team. Um, meanwhile, BYU they were on top of the world. They were ten and zero. They had playoff hopes, and then they scheduled Coastal Carolina on a short week and lost that game. They got embarrassed, ten and one, and people were looking down on them. Uh, 
you know, when I look at this game, it's going to be a battle of quarterbacks. Zach Wilson and Dylan Gabriel, both these dudes have, you know, really strong arms, a lot of weapons. Um, I do think that BYU's got the much stronger defense. I think that's why you're seeing them as the favorite here. UCF's defense has been really uh, poor this year. They're going to give up a lot of points in this game. I think we see high scoring from both these teams. And unfortunately, I think that, you know, this game is closer than what the line is. I really like BYU, but I think that UCF has the power to uh, to stay put here. And surprisingly enough, even though they're the team that has struggled more, I think they're more motivated in this matchup. BYU has had bigger hopes, higher hopes for this year. So for that reason, I'm taking the Golden Knights plus five and a half. We got a bet board game, board. We do. I'm going to take BYU minus five and a half. And you're right with the motivation. This does all come down to motivation. And I believe Zach Wilson opting to play this game is the headline here for BYU. I think the Zach Wilson and honestly, quarterbacks with that much uh, recognition on teams like BYU, they set the tone. And if Zach Wilson's playing, he says, I want to be out there for my brothers one last game. He's still a junior. Keep in mind, he still could come back next year. Highly doubt that he does. But him coming back, playing this game, wanting to finish the season strong, uh, says otherwise in terms of this team not being ready to go. I think they need this game. I think they want this game. They want to finish 2020 with a good taste in their mouths. Obviously, that loss to Coastal a couple weeks ago was not the way that you want to go about things if you're BYU. So I think they have... A lot of reasons to show up and play hard here. I like the over as well. I think both teams score. What's the uh, total? It is, uh, I do, it is currently 75. 75. Um, A lot of points, but look, I mean, right now, if I'm going to pick a final score, I could see it somewhere around 45, 35, you know? Yeah. Um, Maybe a little higher than that, but still, we're we're, we're flirting with the over-under with that. But still, my point is, I think that both offenses find success here. I think BYU's defense actually throughout the course of the game does enough to slow down UCF to cover that spread. We'll go BYU minus five and a half. Okay, love it. Next up, the FBC Mortgage Cure Bowl. Of course it is. That doesn't have a ring to it at all. Mm. What is the Mortgage Cure Bowl? Do they like cure you of your mortgage debt? I mean, I think it's just FBC Mortgage is sponsoring the Cure Bowl, but the Cure Bowl doesn't have, you know, that doesn't have a ring to it either. Cure. That would be my guess. I don't think it's Mortgage Cure. Maybe it is. I don't it's know. It's very absolutely for 2020, the curable. Very true. <laughs> yeah, we could use some of that. Um, we got Liberty going against Coastal Carolina. Th- these teams were supposed to play a few, uh, you know, towards the end of the season. Liberty ended up having to bow out, and that's why Coastal Carolina ended up playing BYU. Uh, so this is a fun matchup. And the line for this game, very similar. I believe Coastal was favored by uh, seven points in the line right now. We got Coastal minus six. Um, you know, I- I'm basically going to give the same cap that I gave for that game here. Uh, I think that. You know, Liberty is better than we think they are. Um, you know, Coastal Carolina has the cachet and the name recognition right now. Recognition right now, Liberty played a bit of a tougher schedule. They only had one loss, I think, to um, oh boy, help me out here, Tyler. Liberty's one loss came to NC State, I think. Right? I think so. I'll look it up. Um, Coastal Carolina, though, they really yeah, want NC to, State 15-14. 15-14, Okay, so you know, a lot of offensive firepower here. Liberty's got the transfer quarterback from Auburn. He's done really well there for Hugh Freeze. But the reason why, you know, I think I might... Last time when we broke down this game tower before it got canceled, I picked Liberty plus seven. I'm going to be changing that. I'm taking Coastal here minus six. And the reason for, is is this. Coastal Carolina wants to finish the season undefeated, be able to claim that national championship UCF style. They can say they're champions. I like them staying undefeated. And the bigger thing here is that I do think Hugh Freeze, his name is being tossed around in all these open job uh, openings. Auburn, you know, uh, some people have been hinting that if Tennessee, you know, there's some new allegations coming out about some, 
in fractions uh, for Tennessee. I think he's got his eyes on one of those big jobs, potentially. I don't know that he wants to stay it out at Liberty, and uh, I think that will affect the players' heads here. I think that Coastal is the better team, and now that number is at six instead of seven, I think Coastal wins by a touchdown. I like Coastal Carolina here, minus six. Yeah, I like Coastal as well. Uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of the motivation. And look, I'm not going to repeat your handicap because I agree with a lot of what you just said. But the main points there are they're undefeated. They can. This is this could be the biggest year for Coastal Carolina football they ever play. For sure, I guarantee you, max motivation for this last game. They want that undefeated record and. I, I want to be careful with that because it's not enough just to want it, right? We always say that about teams. They really want to go undefeated. They want this. They want that. Coastal is good enough to beat Liberty by this margin. I think the spread is what it is because Vegas says, look, Coastal is purely a better team. The, the market or sports books or Las Vegas, however you want to phrase it, they don't really get caught in these narratives and things like that. That's why I believe this line is pretty accurate. All things given, you know, being equal. On top of that, Coastal with the motivational edge to get undefeated. I like them in this game. And you mentioned Hugh Freeze. We don't know the, the, the concentration for this game. This is a much bigger game for Coastal than it is for Hugh Freeze or Liberty. Uh, give me Coastal minus the six. I think they have a chance to route Liberty in this game and really make a statement. Love it. I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, the last one we are breaking out today, the New Mexico Bowl. We got Hawaii versus Houston. Houston currently a 13-point favorite. Both these teams are kind of offensive teams. They like to score a lot of points. And look, I, we could break down quarterbacks. Uh, we, you know, we know that Houston likes to score a lot, and Hawaii typically does too, especially when they're at home. But that kind of plays into my motivation here. A lot of, of teams... They get the Hawaii Bowl. They get to travel from Idaho out to Hawaii, and it's this beautiful, great trip. And, you know, these Hawaiian, uh, it's it's beautiful there, right? Now, how is it going to be for players that play on Hawaii traveling to New Mexico? That's not exactly the, uh, the trip that you want to make a special bowl game. I think that kind of affects them. I think Houston will be much more, you know, ready uh, for the weather. Um, Hawaii, definitely not used to playing in cold weather games. Houston, you know, I'm sure they don't play many cold weather games either, but there's just something about uh, you know the the toughness there. I think I trust Dana Holgerson here a little bit more. But it's mostly about motivation. I, I think that when the kids from Hawaii hear, "Oh, we're going to New Mexico," I just think that they're gonna they're not gonna be excited. They're not gonna get up for this game. It is a big number, but I like Houston minus thirteen here. Yeah, that's why it's a thirteen point spread. My God, that's a lot. I want to take Hawaii, but I just don't think they're talented enough. I mean, this is one of the biggest i think the one of the games in bowl season with the highest variation and i could see utah or excuse me uh houston winning i don't know 40 to 10 right but right. I, I could also see houston winning 24 to 21 i mean i could see so many different outcomes but yeah. i think more times than not houston drives that score up and keeps on running it up. But uh, you mentioned Hawaii's motivation. I don't know how much motivation Houston's going to have. You know, it's not just location. It's not just your current record. It's who you're playing against. And if Houston were playing, let's say, an undefeated Hawaii team, they would, I think, get up. You get max motivation. They're playing the 4-4 four and four Hawaii Rainbow Warriors. Yep. Houston themselves is 3-4, and four, but I've just seen so much more talent this year, and I believe in Houston. I believe in what they're doing. I think they're going to be one of the better teams in their conference in the next two, three, four years. So let's take Houston here to, to end the season on uh, on the right note and uh, cover the, th what is it, 13 and a half? 13, 13 points. although I just saw something. So first of all, this this number opened up from 7.5, so that's, a, that's a, a huge movement. Yeah. Another concerning thing here I'm seeing, I don't know how I missed this, it's the New Mexico Bowl. It's usually played... I believe in Albuquerque, 
It says it's now being played in Texas. So I don't know if that's COVID related, New Mexico not allowing something like that, whatever stadium. Even more uh, for Houston. Then. Exactly. Yeah. Maybe that's why that line is moving. So, yep, uh, we're both on Houston there, minus 13. Next week, we're going to have all the bigger bowl games to break down. So make sure you stay tuned. Uh, make sure you are subscribed, guys. Make sure that whatever podcast player you're on, you're subscribed. If you're on iTunes, give us a five-star review. That really helps us. Uh, you know, this has been a good year for us as far as growing the listeners. And we want to keep that going. So tell your friends. Uh, follow the show on Twitter. Uh, we're at CFB Weekly. I am at Will Chambers CFB. Tyler, your Twitter? At Tyler Walgy. And, uh, and Smitty, your Twitter? Sorry, I am at Woo's Producer Woo's on producer. Twitter, my friend. That's right. Next week, we got all the big bowl games, and we're going to break down the uh, playoff games, of course. So make sure you're uh, staying tuned. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week.